everyone. Welcome back to another episode of Two Brothers, One Mike, Season 5, Episode 7. And today we have with us Mr. DJ Yokely of the YSN Network. DJ, how are we doing today? I'm well. How are you guys? Uh, we're doing good. Doing good, Tony. I'm doing fantastic, right? Uh, I mean, how else are you supposed to answer that question? This has been a horrible <laughs> day, and I mean, I don't even want to do this interview. I mean, no, it, it's, you know, it's it's early. Obviously, uh, as most of our uh, listeners and viewers know, uh, we record our shows in advance. So they're going to hear this show in early February. It's an early January morning. And it, it's just anybody, a DJ, disagree, agree or disagree, anybody from Northeast Ohio, uh, Western Pennsylvania, even the Northeastern part of the United States, you have to have a sense of humor. Uh, you have to when it comes to the weather. This weather just tried to kill us uh, right before Christmas uh, with minus 40 degrees with the wind chill. And then all of a sudden it was 50 degrees outside. You never know what you're going to get with it. So today is a, a crisp January morning. I think it's maybe about 30 or 35 degrees outside. I'll take that over the minus 12. Uh, what, what were you doing, DJ, when it was minus 15 degrees outside right before Christmas time? All right. So my wife's birthday is Christmas Eve. And I'm a last minute shopper anyway. So yeah. my son and I went out Christmas Eve, which was minus 15 with the wind chill and the, yeah. the, all the, the wind. Um, and we were, I mean, we were brave at it out in Boardman trying to find, you know, all kinds of stuff for Christmas and, and naturally for her birthday as well, the day of. So uh, God bless my little four-year-old man. He was he, he was not phased at all. And that's one of those things as a dad, like, okay, I can't complain if he's not complaining. No, no, you can't show any. You can't. You can't show weakness. Um, my my thirteen year old w did not want to go out there. My ten year old uh, did not care. He wanted to go out sled riding, and I was trying to explain to him we got to let it get a little warmer, and he didn't care. I mean, he just does not. The weather doesn't phase him. I don't. It's bizarre to me. Uh, he'll jump into a a swimming pool at fifty five degrees. He, he, oh. he care less. I mean, he just doesn't care. Um, and so there's that. Uh, what, 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 what we, what we first, uh, so ladies and gentlemen, anybody who does it, does it know the YSN network is a sponsor of two brothers, one Mike, mm -hmm. and we actually had DJ on the show one other time, Joe, we probably will include that link. I'm sure in the description of this podcast, that was audio only. So now we get to put a face with the voice. Um, Sorry. for those who, yeah, which, <laughs> for those now, this is a popular face, though, for the Mahoning Valley in northeastern Ohio, western Pennsylvania, um, because as we talked about in your first episode, just a quick, uh, I don't know, synopsis, a quick uh, uh, cliff notes of the first show, I think we can call it, uh, we talked all about the coverage area, and that, that was more than 50 high schools, the YSN Network covers, uh, your sports network, and... I believe there was two universities. There were certain programs, if I'm not mistaken, with the two universities. I know it's YSU, Youngstown State University Baseball. And what was the second college? Uh, we were working on and still are working on uh, another college in their baseball program as well. Oh, okay. Okay. Ha now, has that, uh, well, we're going to, we're actually going to get to that question, but I mean, why not now? Has that grown since, since our last conversation, which, I think our, you know, right now, folks, for those of you who are listening to this four years from now, uh, this is January of uh, 2023, actually February when you're hearing this or watching it. And I think, DJ, we talked to you right before football season started. 
in the summer of 2022. So in that six-month time span there, the four, five, six-month time span, what, what has happened as far as growth is concerned? Yeah, so we've been all over the place. Um, we, we've had some great fortune to have some coverage of our own. You know, people are, are mm. taking note of, of who we are and what we do and how we do it. So yeah. um, we now have a, a school in outskirts of Cleveland, Orange, which is in Pepper Pike. Okay. Uh, we're, we're talking to a school right now as of this recording in Cincinnati. Okay. Uh, we we got seven Ashtabula County schools uh, added to our list. Um, we're working on a, a deal with the, uh, president's athletic conference, uh, through their, their, their television network. And then okay. we're also working on a deal. Well, we are partnered unofficially with, uh, a brand called game changer, which is the number one sports app in the entire country. Um, and, and we'll be doing, uh, we already did flag football in Chicago, uh, this weekend coming up, uh, we'll be doing awesome. Tampa Bay, and then uh, we just got word that we'll be doing uh, the Pro Bowl, uh, or just outside of the Pro Bowl, the NFL Pro Bowl in Las Vegas, uh, we'll be doing youth flag football, and then YSN will be on the grounds for the Pro Bowl for the first time ever. Wow. Uh, now, I didn't know that. Um, well, was I supposed to know that? Um, oh, we haven't no, no, This is breaking news, man. This is breaking news right here on Two Brothers, One Mike, coming to you from the CEO of the YSN Network. Um that's all. I mean, when you think about it, in a four or five month time period, this is stuff that you're talking about right now. This is like a, a three year plan, and it happened in six months uh, since the last time we spoke. This may have been in the in the works for more than that, more than that length of time. But you know, I, I guess the next question was going to be, where do you see this going in the next three years? Um, are there plans that you guys have in place that you're not really talking about right now? that you see taking fruition three to five years down the road? Yeah. I mean, we've got a lot of things that, that we, you know, have that wish list, right? Everybody's got right. a wish list they want to do. Um, the difference is we, we've worked towards that wish list a lot faster than, than I thought we would. Um, right. what, one thing we definitely want to do is we want to go to, uh, OTT. And, and I don't know if you're f- familiar with OTT. It's like Hulu. Um, okay. or, I'm sorry. It, it's like you, you turn on your Amazon fire stick. Uh, you, you turn on your your Roku at home, and our vision for YSN is anybody can see any game anywhere on any device. And the one problem we've always had are televisions. Um, and, and televisions are the easiest because they've been around the longest. Not everybody is like uh, myself or um, my kids that want to watch everything on their phone, right? So right, right. They want to watch it on their television, kick back in their lazy boy, the recliner. Uh, and watch it, and, and we've heard them. Uh, the problem is the OTTs, you know, twenty-five dollars to $3,000 a month, and, you know, we got so much overhead when it comes to rent and making sure we're paying uh, for, for the schools and the, and the people that we employ um, that it just wasn't feasible. But now we're looking at, you know, what are, what are the opportunities and can we make revenue off of that OTT to make next generation, maybe subscription models, um, and, and then go from there. The, the other thing that we're really excited about that has been a long time coming, we announced it last, I want to say April 2nd, um, was, uh, YSN prospect, which is a, an advocacy service, uh, that will help student athletes, their families be seen with landing pages and, and almost like their own, their own pages that they can push out 
to uh, colleges uh, and, and recruiters at the next level. Uh, that is on the cusp of coming to fruition. Uh, we're working through the final stages of the website right now with our friends over at iSynergy. We're, we're excited for that. Um, and then ultimately on top of that is uh, a brand new, uh, you know, shiny new website for YSN is, you know, we hit 8 million views this year or well, last year in 2022. Uh, we have ambitions for for more than that in 2023. So we need something that's a little bit faster, not as clunky. Um, and, and it's a better viewing experience for everybody involved. So uh, I was just going to ask you what the number 8 million meant to you because I did see that milestone. Congratulations on that. Thank you. Um, if, when you say 8 million, I'm, I'm going to go to our sponsor, who just happens to be the person I'm talking to right now. Um, and I'm going to go to an ad here in a second. But before we do that, when you say 8 million views, I think some people might ask, is that just 8 million views of, of the podcast? Is that 8 million views of of the podcast and everybody who's watched a sporting event that you guys have um, broadcasted, whether it's baseball, high school baseball, football, whether it's YSU baseball. Are you still working with the Moaning Valley Scrappers? We are, yes, sir. Okay, so if it's is it all that as one or is that one specific item that you're talking about with 8 million views? That's anywhere on the website. They go to our okay. website, it's, it's a view. They go to a, a, you know, a, a, a branch of our website with Scrappers, YSU, that's a view. Uh, we have 8 million of those. And, and a lot of people are getting confused with 8 million people. Uh, if we had eight million people, we'd have a ton of views. Uh, but we have we have we had uh, six hundred seventy-five thousand, just over that uniques, uh, which means that's the people. So it's six hundred seventy-five thousand people have been to our website in twenty twenty-two, which is a huge number because right. when you take in how many people actually live in our area, um, it's almost verbatim. You know what I mean? So. Yeah. It's it's a really good number for us to have, which means we're reaching everybody. But obviously, we're reaching the outskirts as well uh, across the country. So we're excited for that. It's a good number for us, eight million. Uh, you know, there's there's different local media that wishes that they had eight million views in a single year on a single page, um, and, and we did it. And you know, while it's great, you know, it's one of those things as an athlete, like you you look forward to it, you do it. Um, our goal was 5 million. So we surpassed right. that significantly, but when you do it, you want to see what else you can do. You want to see how much faster you can be, how much stronger you can be. You know, when you're at the bench and you hit 225, now you're looking at 250 and that's kind of where we're at. We're, our goal this year is going to be 10 million. Uh, and, and once you get that 10 million, I'm sure the, you're going to start getting a little itchy, right? For, for the next goal, which might be 12 million. 15 million and it goes on and on yeah i, I think i always <clears throat> i always say this uh once you become complacent and you're good where, where you're at whether it's academics whether it's athletics it doesn't matter you're dead you're done uh you've reached your goal and it's time to find something else so and i always that we you know i think about this with our podcasts i'm always itching to find the new avenue and joe joe will agree he does the same thing we're constantly in meetings with each other um, even if they're, you know, not very formal meetings where we're just, you know, just throwing ideas off each other, trying to find what's the next big move. And it's exciting. And as long as it's exciting and it's something that you want to go after, and I can guarantee you that's what, you know, DJ is talking about here, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, it's, it's always the, that passion, that desire you're motivated to keep moving forward. And the YSN network is doing that by leaps and bounds right now. And before we get, uh, moving forward here with DJ Oakley. We're going to go to an ad from our sponsor, who happens to be the individual we're talking to today. 
Don't go anywhere, everyone. The YSN Network's uh, sponsor ad coming up right here. We'll be right back. Two Brothers, One Mike is sponsored by YSN, your sports network. Loyal, local, live. Hey, everyone. It's Joe from Two Brothers, One Mike. For all of our sports enthusiasts out there from the Northeast Ohio and Western Pennsylvania area with busy schedules, we know you can't always make it to the big game. Well, we have some great news for you. Now is your chance to listen or watch your favorite high school teams compete on the YSN Network. Covering multiple sports from more than 50 area high schools, as well as Youngstown State University Baseball and the Mahoney Valley Scrappers, and so much more. What's that? No longer live in the Northeastern Ohio or Western Pennsylvania area? No problem. You can go to YSNlive.com on any browser or download the YSN Live app available on both the App Store and Google Play. So you can listen wherever you'd like to start your sports binge and streaming experiences today. Now back to our podcast. Welcome back, everybody. So again, we're here today. Uh, if you were watching the first segment, which I don't know why you wouldn't be, uh, with YSN CEO DJ Yokely talking a little bit about the growth spurt over the last several months, uh, over the last several years, uh, and where that plan goes uh, from here until three years down the road, five years down the road, uh, and the passion that he has for that. And you have, now the last time I talked to you, you had about, I believe it was 70 uh, employees that weren't, I don't know if they were, they worked full time, if I'm not mistaken, at that point. Uh, how Has that changed at all since the last time we spoke? Not really. I, I, we've worked uh, to get one full time guy uh, still works as a 1099 because he wants to be able to do some other stuff on the side, mm-hmm. which I appreciate. Um, but it's, it's, you know, the, the 70 number is kind of where we, we were, we're, I don't want to say stuck, but where we've kind of hovered uh, for the time being, uh, those numbers are going to grow. I, I anticipate, especially in football season, you know, when we get past the summer, those numbers will grow uh, because we're looking to do a couple of different things, um, you know, similar to, you know, a competitor of ours, we're going to, add cameras, add people uh, behind the cameras and get multi-camera operations uh, in four different counties uh, every week. So you'll have, you'll have professional, um, you know, highlights and, 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 you know, all that stuff that you see on ESPN, maybe not at that, that ledger, but a little better than what we're doing right now with one camera. So we're looking to employ, uh, you know, we just hired two producers uh, that are going to be content driven people. So we're excited about that, getting more content out because, as you know, content is king. Mm. Um, and and we're going to get people that are, maybe don't want to be announcers. Maybe they want to be in sports but not announcers. Maybe they're they're good behind a camera or they want to do graphics or, or something of that nature. So we're trying to open up avenues so everybody can kind of put their hand in the pile. Yeah, and when you talk about um, grabbing more people and putting them in these positions that they want to be in because of how busy it has become, and football season being a very busy time for you guys, this past football season, the 2022 high school football season, where you're covering, again, more than 50 high schools, uh, it has been a very special year for the Mahoning Valley of Northeast Ohio, um, where we set not one, not two, but three uh, different high schools in different divisions to a state championship title game. And... how does that, what, what does that look like when you're, you know, the South Range Raiders, you're covering them, you're covering the Canfield Cardinals, which is a great story in itself. Two teams literally located in the same, the same area. Uh, South Range just, uh, as, I don't, is South Range, 
part of Campfield or is it, it, it okay? So they're coming basically from the same community, two different schools playing for a state title. And then uh, a good friend of both of ours, uh, someone we both interviewed before, Thomas Val, is it Valent? Valent. Yeah, we've been calling him Valant now. We just talked about this off camera. Thomas, if you're watching this show, buddy, you got some answering to do. You've allowed us to call you by your last name and saying it wrong. And when you got two guys whose last name is Sargentopoulos, uh, <laughs> and and I can't even begin to tell you some of the names that we've been called, Snuffleupagus, uh, A, B, C, D, E, F, G, H, I, just something guy, that's what he used to call me. Um, so, so we get it, but uh, – DJ Oakley has informed us that the name we're using is wrong, but he played for the Warren John F. Kennedy Eagles, uh, happens to be on the show next week, and unfortunately, they came up a little bit short in the state championship game, but still a fantastic season. Some of the last-second wins that they had that he was a big part of. Um, yeah, so when you have so much going on in such a successful season for so many high schools... It, how how difficult that is, how difficult is it for you to 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 have all your people in place and covering people from all you know basically following them all over the state at that point? Yeah, so I, I think we're very fortunate in the, the people that we hire and the people that are part of our team were many of them were former athletes um, and and in their own right. And as you know, when you're in the game, you don't really notice what's going on because you're focused, right? You're locked in. Uh, and, and that's very similar to what we're what we went through this year uh, and what we go through during a season. You know, people are always like, oh, I can't believe this. And, and much like yourself, I can't you know, it had to be this and that. We didn't come up for air until the other teams won the championship. And, 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 and obviously, JFK played last until that game was over. That's when we exhale. And I remember. I, I got very emotional uh, during the South Range game. Um, because South Range was one of our first four that signed up. And if you know the story, you know that it was Salem, Letonia, South Range, and Crestview. Not in that order. But you get to know these these coaches. Like Dan Yeagley is, is one of, I mean, Legend. Could, be, could be one of uh, my family. Would give, give the, for anybody, he'd give the shirt off his back to help somebody else. But Dan Yeagley and I have developed a relationship, um, not just on the football field and the gridiron, but personally, um, that he knows the business that happens off camera. He knows that over the persona that, that DJ Oakley is at YSN, he knows the real person, the family guy, and all that stuff. Uh, he knows what we've been through and the, and the, the, the trials and, and stuff that my wife has gone through personally. And when he won, I mean, for weeks... Go I and mean, really for years, I kept saying, you know how great it would be to have Dan Yeagley hold that state championship trophy at the end, and and you know to the point where when we were going out and doing interviews in, in, on our specials at, at Legends, I asked the kids, you know, oh, I shouldn't say kids, I should I asked the student athletes, yeah. um, you know, who gets the trophy first when you guys win, and every single one of them, Dan Yeagley, Coach Yeagley, Coach Yeagley, Coach Yeagley, right down the right down the path. Uh, but it was so special, Tony, because at the end of the day, we had that moment. And then right after that, we had another moment with Canfield. And then we all went home and then came back the next day. And even though, like you said, JFK didn't ultimately win the championship, no. 
to have a team like JFK that is so, I mean, they, they don't have a lot of guys on their roster, but every guy has their job, their role, and what they had been through, the adversity they had faced. They, they didn't, I, I believe they hadn't faced a D7 team until they got to week 11. Right. So when you look at that, they're playing up all year and then they go to D7 and then they make it to the state championship with the the 30 guys or whatever that they have. Um, you know, and they the team that they played, New Bremen, uh, who they played two years ago um, and New Bremen won again, that's just a different animal out there yeah. when they play it. But the way that JFK played, I was so proud of because that game was in hand very quickly you know what i mean they, they, like they they just i mean the quarterback ran for over 300 yards for like four games in a row yeah and the way that our guys played with such dignity respect and honor it's easy to to go at somebody's knee it's easy to to play dirty and play cheap um especially given the the state of the world in in professional sports and in college sports you see it on tv and that's what you're going to do because you see that and you think it's right those yeah. guys played until the final gun went off, till all the zeros were on the scoreboard, and then you could see the emotion pour out of them. I was so proud of all three of our teams for getting there, but ultimately, the entire YSN family of, of, of schools all represented themselves very, very well this year. I mean, when you think about all the teams that made the playoffs, yeah, there's 16 teams that go in, but you still need to qualify. And, and all those teams did and represented very well. So it was a great year for us. And, you know, to be able to, to look back on it really for the first time with you, uh, you know, it was an honor to cover each and every one of those coaches, those communities, and, and those, uh, those student athletes. Sure, boy. And excuse me as I lose my voice. Um, it was a very special year. And, and me being in Lansing, Michigan, back and forth uh, between Lansing and Youngstown, Ohio, um, I was able to obviously see a lot of stuff. Thanks to the YSN network. And um, and it was always, you know, like, for instance, and people from the Moaning Valley are going to know this more than somebody who's listening or watching the show today who lives in Arizona. Um, uh, Lowville, uh, I, I was very interested in them from the beginning of the season. They were, that, that was a special group of kids. Uh, that's a high school there that every now and then they develop a special group that comes through. And that was a special group. Uh, and so from them all the way, to you know, and I, then you have your 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 perennials. You have you know you have your Ursulines and your Moonies. What you expect big things from, um, and so it's, it's you know South Range has become uh, just a dominating force, and they were constantly running into one juggernaut every year, and they were able to get past that situation and and win a state title. So it was nice for the area. The last time, if I'm not mistaken, that Northeast Ohio sent three teams to Moving Valley sent three teams to the state championship game was 1989. And that was Campbell Memorial, Warren JFK, uh, and McDonald. Uh, and unfortunately, all three came up short. But that was the last time that's happened for this area. So Yeah, yeah that or there was a 94 or 95 in there. And I think it was 94. Like, well, there was Poland. Wellsville. Was in, yeah, Wellsville, Poland, and someone else was in there too. That might have been. That might, and, then, West Branch. and the next year, Lisbon won it. West Branch. West Branch, yes, 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 thank you. Yes, you're right. Yeah, you're right. Thank you for the correction, sir. Um, and uh, and so it's you know as I was watching that uh, season unfold, and I I could see the excitement, you know, just from following your posts and following the network, and I was thinking to myself, wow, man, this is just has, has to be fantastic 
uh, and at the same time, a daunting task to be able to cover all that uh, over. Um, it's really a short period of time. I mean, it, it goes, it goes like you know, with the snap of a finger. Uh, and uh, I could only hope that it continues in that manner. And I love the fact you guys are expanding, like you talked about. Uh, and who who knows? Um, is that something? Is that something? Before we go to a, another ad here in a second, is that something that you guys continue to look at? Um, just one piece of the puzzle at a time, maybe expanding and, and some, you know, I, I know you like, for instance, you're, you're going to be out in Vegas. You're going to be down at Tampa Bay. Uh, as far as your high school network is concerned though, uh, between Western PA and Northeast Ohio, is that something you're looking forward to maybe going into an Indiana or into a Kentucky or up into a, that, that place up North? Uh, is, is that something you look forward to? Yeah, it is. Um, we we try to make sure it's a right fit, and and it, yeah. it's always it's always a youth first mentality for us. You know, how is this going to help the youth? How is this going to garner uh, opportunities for someone who maybe doesn't have it uh, necessarily at their fingertips? So you know, we talked about the Cincinnati one. There's there's one in Florida that we're we're in, in discussions with right now. Um, you know, and I'm sure as as we continue to to showcase what we do. Um, you know, people will be interested. Now, the, the biggest thing for me, Tony, is sometimes when you have a little bit of success, um, it's easy to re- read your p- press clippings. It's easy to to get lost in what got you there and dancing with the girl who brought you. Um, and, and you try new things, but you get away from ultimately why you started. Um, you know, we did that a couple of years ago, and, and and I had a chance after the 2021 football season to, to kind of evaluate. And I didn't like the way that we were heading um, because when we started, and, and, I mean, our three pillars are live, loyal, and local. And I, and I felt like we got away from that to trying to be somebody that we weren't. You know, it's easy to, to watch Barstool, which I have a ton of respect for Dave Portnoy, um, you know, one of my idols when it comes to how he built his business from the ground up and brick by brick and all that stuff. We actually, I mean, we're the same, right? You know, we have a wall that says brick by brick um, because that's how we build. Um, but at the same time, you always have to be true to who you are. And I think that's any sports team. You know, if you're if you're a power hitting baseball team, don't try to to do, you know, slaps and, and drop down bunts. Like just be who you are. And, and on the same token, if you're in business, be who you are. Stop trying to be like other people be who you are. And, and we got away from that. Not a lot of people know that. And we had to put our foot down a little bit and make some changes and shift a little bit and, and go back to really, uh, you know, why we got started and, and why that was very humbling for us because we were getting success. It was also very exciting because, you know, this is why we do it. Yeah. That holds very true. That holds very true. Even for us, I, we're, we're not even a two-year-old podcast. Uh, we've been around... Uh, we started recording two years ago, but we didn't start airing until April of uh, 2021. So so we're not exactly two years old just yet. And I can tell you, it, when you were talking about that, it resonated with me because uh, it being very transparent, we were doing the same thing from the very beginning. Okay, let me be honest. It was me. <laughs> Joe was not doing this. I was doing this. And every conversation would start with this. Joe Rogan's not doing that. Joe Rogan, you have you, did you see how Rogan was doing this? Did you see? And then I started thinking to myself, how in the world are you comparing yourself to what is considered the top-notch podcast as far as, you know, national, you know, subscribers and viewers and 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 things of that nature are concerned. 
it's that's ridiculous. And there's a gentleman who actually uh, turned my brain around, and my brother sent me his his uh, uh, his tutorial. He actually is not only a very successful podcaster, but he's also somebody who teaches the idea of how to run a podcast and how to be successful at it. And he said something one time, and when Joe comes back on here, uh, he can uh, remind me the gentleman's name. For anyone who's running a podcast and is looking to be successful, this is somebody you want to listen to. He said, don't imagine how many... Go ahead, Joe. I said, I see you popping in. Go ahead. What's his name? Well, I was going to let you finish your your, your thought. Oh, go ahead. But go ahead. I will. Patrick Ryan. Pat Ryan. Pat, Pat Ryan. So Pat Ryan said this. He said, instead of looking at how many subscribers you have, instead of looking at how many views you, you have, I want you to look at what your average audience is. And let's say it's only 100 people every show. Think about yourself in a smaller room with 100 people sitting there and they are listening to you and taking in your every word and being entertained by your thoughts. So that's a lot of people in a room that are listening to you talk. And that resonated with me because I thought to myself, instead of always worrying about our, you know, our averages, which they are, our averages are going up, you know, and there's some great numbers we got uh, feedback on from last year. Uh, one of them was, you talk about content, uh, in our particular industry, we had more content last year than 97% of the people in our industry. So that that's a great number. And, and so instead of concentrating on how many are watching, concentrate on, uh, and, and, and why it's not millions already, uh, 8 million, uh, but start concentrating on all those that are watching you vis visualize them in a room with you and, and you're talking to them and every week they're listening to what you have to bring to the table. And so that's what I would say for, for people who are trying to be true to themselves. Uh, for sure. But before we move further into this podcast and come back with one more segment today, we have one more sponsor we want to listen to. Don't go anywhere, everyone. We'll be right back. Two Brothers, One Mike is sponsored by Kitchen Apps, perfectly prepared portions. Hey, Youngstown area listeners, I know we've talked about Kitchen Apps in the past and all they have to offer in food prepping services and protein pancake mixes, but there's another great product they offer we had to let our listeners know about, their own name brand seasonings. They've got a huge selection to choose from as well. Turkey, taco, tomato, basil, Baja, citrus, fajita, barbecue rub, blackened seasoning, as well as steak and meat seasons. And that's just to name a few. You know my favorite part? Besides all of the flavors, of course, it's that they're all low sodium, made with no fillers and MSG free. Know what else is great about them? You can order them right from the Kitchen Abs website. Just go to www.kitchenabs.com. Click on store and choose the flavors of your choice. Again, that's kitchenabs.com. Now back to our podcast. Welcome back, everybody. So uh, Mr. DJ Oakley of the YSN Network, CEO, uh, with some 70 people uh, working with him on a regular basis to make the YSN Network as successful and as, as it has become uh, uh, over the past. What Now, again, we talked about this in the audio show. When did the YSN Network start? 2017. 2017. So you're talking about this was our sixth season. Six. Yeah, I can't do math anymore. What's wrong with me? <laughs> uh, it's that camel math. So I want to talk about two other things, and this one is relevant because because it is a situation that just happened. So anybody who's listening to this show in September of 2029, 
Uh, this is something that took place about seven years ago. So when, when you are six years ago, here I go with my math again, DJ. So here's the thing, Damar Hamlin, uh, that name uh, has become very famous uh, over the past three weeks now, not even two weeks. Were you watching the game when the injury happened? I was I was in my I was in my studio and uh, in my basement and I got te- probably thirty text messages within the, about three minutes about did you see what happened did you see what happened yeah yeah and that's exactly what happened to me I wasn't watching the game and immediately when you get that text message and you're not watching the game you're thinking about some crazy play that you've never seen happen before or you're thinking about some guy ran on the field uh, you know yeah. which hasn't really happened that much this year I don't think. Uh, you know, because he needed his five minutes of fame. Um, uh, and then and then I, I put it on, and the stadium was completely quiet. And I didn't know what was going on at first because the person who texted me didn't say what was going on. And it, it, so when you're watching this, what, I mean, in, from your from your expertise, what you do for a living, when you're watching this, what is it that personally you took from how it was handled from maybe a fan's perspective, from the NFL organization's perspective, from a player's perspective. There's a lot of positivity there, maybe a little bit of negativity here and there. Um, but what was the positives that you got from from not only that night, but what has happened since uh, Mr. Hamlin has been able to leave and head back to Buffalo, uh, which is fantastic news. Absolutely. That's great news. Yeah, and, and God is good. You know, God is yes. great. So it, it's one of those those things where here's the positive. As as a Christian and someone who prayed for opportunities through sports, right. both when I played and and now through my business, um, you always are to me. You always put God first. Always, always, always. And for the NFL, for the longest time, uh, not to get political, but they pushed praying to the side they, they they didn't want that celebration they didn't want you know someone to take a knee and, and do that and they didn't show it on television um what i saw first and foremost was uh, a great opportunity to give glory to god through, yeah. through the triumphs and the tragedies you, you saw everybody praying you saw how stefan diggs got so emotional in, in that that moment right you saw a man that lost his life that night for a moment in time and you saw the greatness of what I consider true heroes as someone who worked as a 911 dispatcher and as a moment, a brief moment in his career and has family that were, were first responders and, and police and fire to see a grown man and, and how they acted go into effect. And, and you saw the real heroes that night were the first responders, were the, were the training staff and, and people of that nature that revived him with CPR. Um, you don't want to bring attention necessarily to CPR, but you, you do because now you see how important it is for all of us to, to know how to do it because you never know when tragedy is going to strike and who's going to need uh, to be resuscitated. So that was the first thing I saw. And then you start looking at the, 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 the fallout from it. And everybody, the internet has, is undefeated, right? They've never lost. So then they, they start cracking down on Roger Goodell and the NFL and how they didn't cancel the game right away and, and, and all of that. But I think what people don't understand, if they've never owned a business, if they've never been part of an event, which that every game, the NFL or or any sport holds, is like 70 times 
a major wedding, right? And what the NFL had to go through in that night, I don't think a lot of people will understand because you have to, number one, care after those, the player that is, is injured um, or fighting for his life. Make sure he's okay. Number two, you have to worry about the other players. Number three, you have to worry about the staffs, which you you think that's probably if there's 53 football players uh, that are dressed, there's another 20 or 30 that aren't. Then you add another 40 or 50 uh, on the staff uh, that are both in the box and, and on the field. So you're talking, you know, 250, 300 people just right there. And then you have a, a, a stadium full of 75,000 people um, plus workers and things of that nature that you have to account for. Right. There's a lot of layers before you can cancel uh, an event like that just outright. Now, should it have been? I believe so. That's my personal opinion. If you see one of your, you know, your brothers in arms go down, you're not in, an, in a state of emotion to to continue what you're supposed to do. You're not able to do that. And my goodness, I, I can't imagine what those players are going through mentally. Um, but at the same time, business is business. And, and business owners have to run it like a business. They have to make sure that everything is accountable in a CYA check because at the end of the day, they are liable for so many different portions. So I think people gave Roger Goodell, who I'm not a real big fan of in the first place, but there's more than Roger Goodell in that scenario. Roger Goodell works for the ownership. He is a representative in the face of the ownership. Um, there's so many different things. But over that, kind of a, a 1A, if you will, is in the days following, a young man who's living out his dream is being honored for uh, for surviving, for fighting. You know what I mean? Right. And what, what I'm really frustrated with, and, and I was happy to see it finally, was someone honored and, and thanked the people that, you know, the first first response staff. They did. Uh, because after that, I mean, if you're not thanking the people that kept that young man around, and we're honoring, and, and you see all the three jerseys with Hamlin and the, the the shirts that they're wearing around the league. That is phenomenal. I, I <laughs> excuse me, I love that. But yeah. it's the the hero was the guy that kept him alive. Yeah, you know the, the hero was the team that that was on that field and for 16 minutes resuscitated him until the ambulance could get there. And 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 again, I guess they had to resuscitate him again, yeah. uh, either in the ambulance or or at the hospital. So. Um, the, the, the staff of doctors and, and people that, that kept that young man alive, he's 24 years old. Um, I, I just, it's real. The game is real. The dangers are real. And, 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 and while I, I understand every player that's ever suited up for, for a game, whether it be football or otherwise, there are dangers that happen, uh, that, that occur during a, a, a sport sporting event, um, that nobody's ready for. And, and, you know, everybody's trying to be a, a, a their own doctor and, and point the finger at, Hey, this is what it was is because he got, he got, you know, the shot and this, like sometimes freak events just happen. And, and to me, that was just one of those freak events. And, and now it brings light to a situation that we all have to be aware of. Yeah. Uh, uh, so, and, and for me to just touch on a couple of things you just said, which you made some fantastic points. Uh, number one, it's amazing to me um, how quickly 
the training of an EMT, of a first responder, kicks in without even thinking. They just immediately, the training kicks in and they respond. It's, it's you know, it, it's it's not, in a lot of ways, and folks, please understand what I'm saying here. It's the same in a lot of ways uh, when you talk about uh, a Marine and the fact that they don't run away from danger, they run towards danger. And you can use different things such as 9-11. Those responders ran right in there. Uh, it, it's 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 built in their DNA. They, uh, they it's turn not, it on. They turn it on and they go. And and so that's why I really wanted them to be recognized. They recognized one gentleman uh, a lot, but there was more than just he. And he said it too. He said, there's a team of us uh, that kept that young man alive. And and they're human beings too. So emotionally, afterward, when the training is done, they're trying to process everything that just happened. Uh, so that's what makes them amazing people, you know. And I can guarantee you that Demar Hamlin will be talking about them a lot. Uh, and whatever he does, um, will he play football again? I think that's something that is going to have to be discussed and. Uh, I'm sure there's more than just he that's going to make that decision. And if he does it, I'm sure he's ready to move on with the next. Well, I doubt he's ready to move on with the next chapter. He's 24 years old. So I'm, I'm going to guess he's hoping he can play football, but if not, I, I have no doubt in my mind, this young man is going to do great things, uh, and take a tragedy and turn it into a triumph. Uh, and I guarantee you whether he's an inspirational speaker, uh, in the near future or after football. Uh, he's going to bring up the story and that story is going to include the gentlemen and all the young ladies and, and everybody who was there, uh, wearing those EMT uniforms and the people in that hospital that, that saved his life. So, so you have to, you have to recognize them. And it did take too long to do that. I thought, uh, I was very proud of all the players and how they reacted and how both teams came together. All the fans came together. Uh, I thought that was special. What I would ask, not just the viewing audience for us or the viewing audience for the YSN Network, but as a whole, you know, in this country, don't let this situation all of a sudden just evaporate. You know, that number three that everyone keeps, you know, putting on their shirts or are showing in the pictures, and you keep that alive. When when we start dividing ourselves again over everything in this country, from politics to race to religion, uh, it, it, when we get on Facebook and we rant and rave, as you said, the Internet is undefeated. Um, keep this in mind, because it shouldn't always take a tragedy like this to keep us united. That's what drives me crazy. We're all united. You know, you know, police and fire were the most special things in the world on 9-11 and then became then they became villains all of a sudden. Every, we put everybody in one basket. You have five bad apples in a basket of 500, and so all of the apples are bad now. And, and so I, I would like to see the country come together uh, instead of divided. And maybe if nothing else, use this young man, uh, and, and I'm sure that this is something he would love to see, uh, use uh, this as an example of why we should stay together. We're all human. Everybody's in this together. Uh, David Grohl said it said it best. No one's getting out of here alive, and and Pritz said it even better when he said, "You know, we're just trying to get through this thing called life." Um, and and for all my '80s fans out there, 
Um, yeah, and and so I I I really when it comes to the NFL, I absolutely one hundred percent agree with you. And did we have a conversation before the show about this? No. And and if I didn't agree with you, I would tell you. But I I don't think the NFL was saying, oh, you know, just 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 you know, get them to the hospital and let's continue with the game. There was a lot of layers to peel back there. There's a lot going on. And what makes everyone think that in that moment that there were no decisions in the moment, they all were watching the TV and saying, dear God, please be okay. And and saying their own prayers for the young man that's on the field before they then had to make a decision, okay, how are we going to handle this? And again, it's not just Roger Goodell. It's it's all the all of the owners. It's it's so many people that are involved in that organization. It's not one man. And again, you go on Facebook and everyone's just hammering away. But they made, I thought, in my own personal opinion, the right decision. You have to cancel that game. And then and then they didn't replay it either. Um no, and then, and they- yeah. You look at how much they're losing, right, from a revenue standpoint. I mean, right. Cincinnati's losing a, a ton of money because that's one game that they're never going to get sales to, um, whether it's it's their, their – I don't know if they're going to refund the tickets uh, or whatever they're going to do. I'm sure something's going to go to uh, DeMar Hamlin, his family, his charity that, that I'm sure he'll he'll bring out of this. Um, you know, it, but but there's there's business decisions that need to be made, like like the people that work that night. To, you know, obviously they're going to want to be paid for the the hours work, um, you know, on a full slate. So it, it's one of those. There's so many decisions that people don't understand. It's not as easy as just turning on a light switch and turning it off again. Um, that's why those people stayed. If you, if you watched that, and which I did, once I turned it on, I couldn't turn it off. Yeah, there the fans stayed until the very end when they made the decision final and said, "Hey, you have to clear out the stadium. This game is going to be postponed until." You know, well, whatever. Um, so if, for for me, there's there's so many more. That's why I love when when I get emails or texts or, or calls for some reason. My my phone number's out there somewhere that somebody's passing around um, about my business. Not me. No. Yeah, it's it, yeah. it's I, I I don't necessarily want it out there, you know. But it's it's one of the when you put on the hat, you're the guy. So. Yeah. Um, you know, it's part of the, it's part of my job description. But when somebody calls me or sends me a message, and, and especially in 2020, the the 200 emails a night that I had to come back to telling me that that what we do sucks, you, you got to get thick skin, and, and and people don't understand where you're coming from, and they never will. But yeah. at the same time, if you're able to overcome that and, and grow that thick skin, that that ep, that epidermis, um, you know. It, you're going to be okay because yeah. if you can battle through that, you can battle through a lot of stuff. And I've learned a lot about myself in the last six years that I never knew was there. And, and, and someone who used to, to care about what everybody thinks, I don't necessarily do that anymore. I, 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 we have a mission. Um, you know, we, we have a mission statement. We have all the stuff that goes along with it. And, and you just have your, your kind of more moral code that you have yourself. And um, everybody says that, that, you know, from a football team or, or whatever team you're on, that the the leader is the one that is a it, the team is a caricature of that leader. Right. And I I really believe that. And and in business, it's the same thing. And podcasts, it's the same thing. Everybody looks to you, and if you mess up or your team messes up, it's going to be on you. So yeah, uh, sure. which is it, it's tough to deal with. But I, ultimately, I think the NFL did a, a phenomenal job of what they needed to do. 
uh, from a business standpoint, from a personal standpoint for, for DeMar Hamlin, for his family. Um, and I'm sure that that young man, no matter what he does, you know, I have my opinions of what I, I hope he does in his future. Um, but I, I think that you, you hit the nail on the head, a motivational speaker, a guy that speaks on behalf of the American Heart Association or, or, or you know, his own charity um, and talks about not the dangers of football, but the glory of God, I think, is where, where this, that should go. I think that is the route he's going to take. And, and that's just my opinion. Um, uh, whether he does go back and play football or whether he doesn't, eventually, uh, I think that is the route he's going to take. Um, and, uh, you know, I, two things that, that I'm happy I saw on top of everything else. Uh, number one, I'm glad and, uh, you know, I, I thought it was kind of hypocritical because when Tim Tebow took a knee, there was a problem. Uh, but all of a sudden, prayer was okay. Even, um, oh my goodness, I can't remember which broadcaster actually uh, held everyone in prayer. Or left on, Yeah, uh, yes, yep. yeah, yes, yes. Yeah, and, and you know what? I, 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 you, I like, like I've said before, we all go on social media and it's a cliche. Thoughts and prayers and we put the prayer hands up. But are there... I, where are you going with that? Are there thoughts and prayers? And is it something you feel like you have to do? Um, and so I think that changed. I think that changed a lot of people's minds um, not that long ago with what happened on that Monday Night Football game. And I was really proud to see that the NFL stepped back and said, this is okay. Uh, it's okay to, to, to pray for a miracle. Miracles do happen. Uh, Joe and I have said this uh, before, it didn't end in biblical times. Uh, miracles still happen to this very day. And my favorite saying always is this, in the moment, questions are happening. Uh, the questions always come in our time, the answers come in God's time. That's it. Uh, and I'll say that and I'll, until, the, until the day that I leave this earth, and I have to tell myself that all the time when I run into any types of trials and tribulations, so to speak. Uh, so uh, yeah, it, it, all points uh, understood where you're coming from, and I think I really do believe there are millions of people that uh, would agree with you on all points uh, for sure. And I think it was a job well done by everybody overall. And again, the number one thing, Demar Hamlin's going to be okay, and I think that's just fantastic. I mean, it's just great uh, miracle happening in front of millions of people, and that's that's what I you can't ask for anything better than that. So. No. Uh, for sure. Let me ask you one more question before we part ways for now today. Um, we talked about, uh, and boy, what a 180 this is. Uh, but you talked about a lot of different opportunities and anybody in business knows that we do a thing called SWOT analysis. We talk about strengths, weaknesses, opportunities, threats. So we know about the opportunities that are out there. Uh, and I don't really want to talk about weaknesses or threats right now, but what is the, if you had to sum it up and, and boy, am I putting you on the spot here, Mr. DJ Oakley, what are the strengths of the YSN network? The strengths? Strengths. Strengths. Okay. Yeah. Uh, the strengths of Y. No, that's okay. Yeah. Um, if you don't mind, I'm going to tell you kind of how I, I built YSN and, and, and I got some great, great advice, uh, before we even started. So with YSN, it was the okay of my wife to start YSN mm -hmm. because it's something I always wanted to do. Uh, my The, the co-founder, Brian Scott, who's still with me to this day, 
one of my very best friends. Um, it, it's it's one of those things that everybody tells you what not to do. Everybody tells you, okay, you don't want to go into business with a friend because you guys will turn enemies. You know, you and your brother, you guys have known each other your entire lives. They'll tell you you don't want to do that because you know, you'll draw a line between your friendship, your brotherhood, what whatever. Um, we went against that grain on that. I said, listen, you're the guy that does all the technical stuff. I can do everything else. I feel, and uh, and, and we've been relatively successful doing that. The other thing that that I, I tell people all the time is every day when I wake up, the second my feet hit the floor. And I start doing, you know, whether it's my workout or or my my personal time, um, I try to put YSN out of business. I try to sit there and I try to put holes in the the ship that we're 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 riding on, because if I can do it, then I can protect it. But if it, if I I'm so high and mighty that I'm steering the ship and I'm not worried about someone coming along and and throwing cannonballs. Uh, and getting cannonball fire on our boat, on our ship, then we're gonna be we're gonna be vulnerable. Put so your guard down. Yeah. So I yeah, try to yeah. do that every day. And okay, what is what is everybody else doing, right? And and what are they doing to hurt us? But they're not gonna be able to. And so far, it's worked for us. And we and we've had our our holes in the ship that we've had to patch. But at the same time, we were kind of ready for it. Um, yeah, we've had, we've had to, to deal with adversity just like anybody else, but we moved on from it. We made our decision. We stuck to our guns and maybe we pivot a little bit down the road, but this is the, the route we go. Um, but as far as our strengths go, which, you know, I, I feel like this is a job interview. What's your strengths and weaknesses? Well, 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 well the strength you just, you just listed are, are pretty good strength and that's yeah. your ability to see weaknesses and see threats because you put yourself in those situations. Almost like a almost like a simulation model. Yeah. So yeah. we we try to. I've always I was a catcher when I played baseball, and when I caught, I w- I got the the opportunity to call my own pitches because I studied because I I understand my pitchers. I spent so much time with them, picking their brains. What are their strengths and weaknesses? How how are they vulnerable? Um. And and, and it's just like a business. It's the leader is the quarterback. The leader is the catcher, not necessarily the pitcher. With for all due respect for all you hurlers out there, um, the guy that that catches the perfect game, calling the pitches, is the guy that you know. It, it's the EMT running on the field. You know, not to not to kind of correlate, but that's what it is. Uh, the the unspoken hero, the offensive lineman, so to speak. Um, so we try to stay two pitches ahead. Yeah, that's 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 my. It'll be the name of my book. It'll be the name of, you know, everything we do, it's two pitches ahead. So if I'm setting up a curveball, right, I got to make sure that I establish that fastball so they're looking for it. So when that curveball comes, you jelly leg up uh, and vice versa. If I got someone that's that's really good at doing one thing, we got to make, make sure that they're protected from yeah. somebody else that's, that's trying to get them to do something different. You know, this is a, a copycat world we live in. You talked about Joe Rogan. Everybody wants to be the Joe Rogan podcast. Right. Everybody wants to stir it up. I'm I'm trying to get it ingrained in my my son right now, who's four, and, and eventually it'll be my daughter, who's one, just started walking. Um, we spend the entire time in in our in our youth trying to fit in, and then the second we graduate from high school or graduate from college, we try to find a ways to stand out. 
And I think because everybody's worried about friends and, and you know, you know, fitting in, um, that they try to, to, to kind of look and feel like each other, right? Fit in um, as opposed to just being themselves, right. letting who likes them like them, who doesn't, doesn't, you know, and, and, and go on with their lives. Yeah. That's business, man. Like that's, that's, that's life. There's, there's going to be people out there that say YSN sucks. And I'm here for that because at the same time, why in year one, I hated it and I wanted to change their mind. Now it's just, okay, if I suck, that's fine. Watch us because it's the, the 20% of people that are going to squawk and squeak and, you know, be the squeaky wheel. But they're not going to get any grease from us because there's 80% of our audience that loves what we do and aren't going to say anything because at the end of the day, they love what we're doing. And then if they did say something, it might change the trajectory of, of our company. I think everybody needs to live their life like that. Yeah. And that's, the, that's some, I mean, that's fantastic, right? I Because a lot of times that's where a company will fail is listening to all the white noise. You know, it's, it's in your head. Um, sometimes, you know, people will say, well, I don't pay any attention to social media because of that. But then you always have the, the buddies that will come to you and say, Hey, look at what I read. Or they'll send you a message that they read, uh, because they're, they're angry, but they don't realize that it's really not something that you want to be involved in. Uh, so, and it's always, you know, when you have the numbers that you have, that's always reassuring as well. When you know that you've had 8 million views. When you know that you had, well, I believe you said over eight hundred thousand people just last year, six seventy five. Yeah, yeah. So uh, I mean, you know, I you have, watch wrestling. Uh, you, do you watch well, wrestling at all? Let, let, let me let me uh, quick story. I, I'm a Jimmy Superfly, Snuka, Andre the Giant, Hulk Hogan, Bob Backlund uh, back in the day. Then I was away for a while. Then I came back to The Rock and Stone Cold, yeah. and you know, The Undertaker, and I I was religiously watching it again and you know what it, like right around when john cena started going into acting i stopped watching so i haven't really been paying attention so what i compare it to okay vince mcmahon right vince McMahon, okay and he, he is who he is yeah. right but he always told his wrestlers and he's very good at this very good at being a businessman it's from a standpoint of he told his wrestlers that whether you're getting cheered or booed, you're getting a reaction. That means they're watching, right? Right. That means they're paying your bills. That means they're you know they're they're there for you, whether good times, bad, whatever. So whether you're a heel or a babyface, people are still cheering for you or they're booing you, which means you're doing your job. So when we get these emails and these texts and these calls, as you will someday, whenever you know you you take, I'm sure some of these tough topics as some of the ones we've covered today. Yeah. They're watching. You know, they're watching. So it means that you're an influence on their life in some capacity. Uh, and for that, that's what you're grateful for for the opportunity and, and obviously what you prayed for. So yeah, for sure. Keep doing what you're doing, dude. Yeah, I, I, we appreciate that. Hey, Joe, come on back. We're, we're going to end the show here today. Uh, and, and real quick, I just wanted to say uh, one more thing to add to what DJ just said. And, and I've always told Joe this too. I said, I, I think it's funny when people say that you know our podcast they don't even understand like who are we to to think we have the ability to you know display all this knowledge that they we think we know and they don't understand the premise of our podcast and i've had people come to me and say yeah this person who we might know 
personally said that, you know, your podcast is dumb or, and I, I've always said this to anybody who's a hater. If you are, if you hate us, it's because you've been watching us. And if you've been watching us and you hate us, go, go tell everybody about the podcast. And for every 10 people you tell, there might be two people that love us. And, and, and if that's how we're going to grow, then that's how we'll use the hater mentality. We're not going to focus on it. But if you're going to bring us people because, you know, you're upset about something, one thing or another, and you can't come to us with, you know, being a little more, you know, maybe saying to us, you guys should try this or you guys should try that. Or, Have you ever thought about doing this? And we'll duly note it. It might be a great idea. Instead, you know, they want to talk about how dumb the show is, right? And I'm sure you've dealt with that. Oh. Uh, yeah, and, and so, you know, it, I, we don't entertain that. We, we Because if you're not going to be an adult about it and tell us, you know, if we set out a, a questionnaire and you answer, you know, honestly, this is some things I don't like, these are some things I do like, that's, that's when we would look at changing the show. But if it's, you know, just angry, you know, tweets or Facebook messages. We're not going to do that, but we welcome everybody to talk about us, uh, haters or not haters, uh, because it's, it's waking up the ears of people who may not know we exist. And, and so that's the way I've always looked at haters. Does that make sense, Joe? Yeah. Well, I, I've said this before too. Uh, a lot of times people think the squeakiest wheel is funny. You made that analogy. Squeakiest wheel gets the most grease. You know, sometimes it gets replaced. So, you know, that's all right. Let them be squeaky. But yeah, that's yeah. pretty much it. Yeah. And so, uh, Mr. DJ Oakley, our second interview and far from our last interview, uh, what we want to do in the description of the podcast for sure is put the link to the YZ Network on how people could begin viewing uh, not only your podcast, but also, obviously, uh, maybe following their favorite high school teams. Again, we said this before. Um, you can live in South Carolina now, and if you are an alumni of Warren G. Harding High School, you may be able to watch their basketball games, their softball games. Uh, and that's just one example of over 50 different high schools they're covering, as well as um, uh, the YSU baseball. Uh, Joe, I almost got through the whole show without my voice going away. Almost, almost. <laughs> almost. Uh, YSU Baseball, or even uh, the affiliate of the Cleveland Guardians, the Mahoney Valley Scrappers. Um, are they single A or are they rookie ball? They are a completely different league. It's called the MLB Draft League. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. So, see, we learn something new every day on Two Brothers, One Mike. But anybody who's looking for that stuff, you can get it right on the YSN network. And obviously, Joe, uh, we well, we have the we actually have the link in every Every episode. Every, every episode. episode. Yeah. yeah. Um, and so that being said, Mr. DJ Oakley, anything you want to add to the end of the show today? No, man. Just uh, does it capitalize on what you just said? Haters don't uh, necessarily hate people that are in second and third place. So take that for what it may be. Oh, I, I love it. I love it. That should be a t-shirt. I think that should be a t-shirt. <laughs> All right, Joe, take us out of here. Well, before I do that, I think we should talk about what oh. next week's episode's going to be. Uh, oh, my. I don't know. I was just a thought. I got things to do. <laughs> I got things to do. Oh, what do we got there? Uh, well, JFK. Love for our JFK. Are you? Oh, there you go. Oh, there you go. Which Thomas. is a perfect segue right into Thomas Valiant. Valant. 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 Whatever Valant. it may be. Thomas yes. Valant uh, is going to be with us again next week. He is the owner and host of the Hometown Heroes podcast. 
Yeah, he, this young man in, in Mr. DJ Oakley is nodding because he's already, I, I did, I watched the interview you did with him uh, with his brother Patrick. Yeah, twin, his twin brother Patrick. And the first thing I get from Thomas when either was the audio show we've already done, Joe, or uh, folks, we've already done this interview with you're going to see next week. This is a young man who I love when he talks about God, family, academics, athletics, and, and everything he's trying to do in the Mahoning Valley at age 18 is just amazing. Um, what he does to give back to his community. And, and his thought process, and that's a shout out right there to those who have raised him. I could tell you that right now because- Great family. Great family. And um, the interview is just fantastic. And he's, he's transparent and he's true to himself. He does not allow what others say to affect him in his journey. And um, he talks all about that game, the championship game. He's very transparent there. And he talks a lot about where Hometown Heroes Podcast is going and where Thomas Valent is going in life. So it's going to be a great interview for sure. All right. Until then, I want to remind all of you, be sure to give us a rating or review on your favorite podcast service. Also, if you have any thoughts, questions, comments, or opinions, you can leave us a message via the link in this episode's description. And also remember to join us every Wednesday morning, 9 a.m. Eastern Standard Time for new episodes. Now, on behalf of myself, Coach Tony, Mr. DJ Oakley, thanks for listening. All right, everybody out there, Mr. DJ Oakley of the YSN Network, thank you again for all that updated information. Great conversation, as always, with you. Looking forward to seeing you again. Take care. My pleasure, boys. God bless.